Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And, to, and I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a very special program because we have on with us the Mashkiach of the Year, Rabbi Yisrael Gildin from the Kuf K, who works at Jivadan, which is a uh, flavor company. It's probably the l- largest flavor company in the United States. Are you on the air, Rabbi yes, Gildin? Welcome, Rabbi Wickler. How are you doing? Baruch Hashem. Uh, uh, how does it feel to be the Mashkiach of it the feels Year? Great. I feel honored and humbled. At the same time. Tell me one thing that changed in your life since you became Mashkir of the Year a week ago. I'm a thousand dollars richer. <laughs> That's correct. But tell me something that in, in your daily life, had any, did anybody, people come over to you? Do people know yes, about it? I've been getting texts. I've been, um, uh, you know, I've seen anonymous posts. People don't want to post, use their name. Uh, uh, wishing me Mazel Tov. Yes, they, they, um, last night after Meyer, if someone uh, made an announcement in the shul, I happened to go out for a minute, and I got all the nods when I came back. I didn't know what the nods were about. <laughs> yeah, but Baruch Hashem. Very nice. Um, Very nice. Uh, yes, I do appreciate the honor, and uh, and I look at it as a mechayev. I, uh, you know, when when something like this happens in a person's life, you you. you you look to even improve and to even get better. That's the way I see it, um, to set an example for others. Well, well what do we have to improve? Rabbi Gilden, I thought, I thought you, <laughs> if you're on the topic, how are we going to improve? You know, something. I'm learning something new every day. I learn from everyone in, in the industry, all my colleagues, all the cashless agencies that I deal with on a daily basis. And throughout the Kuf K, I had so many people that I – who was able to learn from and to glean from um, as far as flavors, chemicals, and other, you know, other parts of uh, areas of the industry that I was involved with. And it was amazing to uh, have these people around me circled. And I'm, 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 I'm very fortunate. I'd like to know, you mentioned about the people that you're learning from, from the different other cosmos agencies. I don't know if our listeners understand yet, but they, they, we have it in our articles because that's going to be for print and anybody who wants to can get a copy of it. Uh-huh. We'll send it to, we'll send it to them. So you, if you want to, you can always send me an email at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com and just say, I want to get the Mashkir of the Year. Uh, article and we'll send it to you. But I want, I want to ask you, uh, you, you deal with a lot of cautious agencies because Givadon uh, is, is, is producing flavors that are used by companies across the world and those people have different, those companies have different hashkachas. So, but how many different hashkachas do you think you deal with? I mean, this is not, uh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not writing, I'm not going competition with you. <laughs> If you're the biggest in the country, I don't think I can catch up. But let's just get an idea about how many different cautious agencies do you have to deal with? Uh, I, I would say uh, it's uh, se- several, several different Ashkosh agencies um, that we deal with. Um, Latin Eretz Yisrael um, in, in in the UK, and um, yes, and Baruch Hashem, we have a good relationship with them, and um, I think they can say the same. Now you indicated on, on some of the things that I'm going to just take things uh, at random here. You indicated in uh, some of the uh, correspondence and the talks that we've had that uh, that, that, that the, the biggest challenge is Pesach, and from from what I see, you're right in the middle of Pesach now. Is that correct? As I am in the middle of Pesach right now, as we speak. I have three different uh, buildings. This is Jividan is like a campus of, fla- of flavors. If you look like and Right now, I have three different buildings. One of them, as a matter of fact, I'm, uh, and and three different buildings. And not only that, we're doing three different processes for Pesach. One in one building right now, we're doing a, a distillation, and one building we're doing an extract. Another building is a similar to extract, a washed extract. We're doing different flavors for Pesach. One's in like an orange flavor, a vanilla oleo. One's in ginger. So it's very com- it's it's quite complex. And, um, and but it, but it's interesting. It's very it's 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 extremely interesting. I've uh, seen the I, picture, Rabbi Gilden. I've seen the picture of you with the goggles. 
Uh-huh. Actually, a few pictures with you with the goggles and the funny uh, head covering. Right. That uh-huh. that shows that you're actually in the plant and not just sitting in an office somewhere, you know, uh, relaxing. So, I, I, so I I know you're working, but I want to know what do you have to do physically? I mean, are you really doing something, or are you just watching them? Uh, actually, physically, there there is casturing involved. You're talking about in the plant itself, or right in the plant itself. In the plant itself, yes, there, there we do have casturing involved, uh, monitoring different uh, equipment. What do we? I'm sorry, I'm on speaker. If you want, I can take it off if it gets too noisy. Um, monitoring different equipment, what it's been used for, checking different log books in different buildings uh, to make sure that they're updated and they're writing in exactly what they do. So we have a trail. I'm physically viewing receiving not only do i do i do i uh, review receiving reports on a daily basis but i also actually go out to the receiving dock which where the, when the materials come in and i and i and i make sure that they, that they come in with the proper supervision the way they're supposed to or else they're put in quarantine they uh, if if they if they don't meet the criteria so then it never makes its way into the facility um we uh, basically checking to make sure that Everything that I feel, let's say now we're in the middle of a payslip campaign, right now going from building that it remains sealed, uh, that no processes are happening without much cover to me this, um, and constantly reviewing the formulas on the floor, um, et cetera, checking to make any coverage issues, any other issues that, are, that, that might arise to, to see how to, how to deal with it. Any other questions? Uh, that arise um, if they're heating up, how they're heating up th- things, well, are they heating up theory, are they heating up, re- basically reviewing all equipment and processes and exactly the the actual formula, not relying necessarily on the screen. I just want to make making sure that there are no substitutions in the actual paperwork. So I do uh, go from compounder to compounder, actually reviewing, making sure that, that things meet, meet the specs and they match up to what's in the system. Now, when we were talking, and I and I was writing because uh, I wrote basically the story, uh, although mm-hmm. maybe changed around. But right. but I, I the thing that hit me was how how could one person do all this? Now, I mean, now really, they, you, you, it's a it's a big plant. There's got to be different production all every day. Right. And first of all, I, I assume they can't do certain things. You can't be in two places at once. You can't be mashkiach to meet in two different buildings at once, right? So, so you right. br- you probably have to, uh, you know, you have to schedule it a certain way. Absolutely, we do have extra help, especially during Pesach time. We do have, uh, we we do have very um, competent um, uh, uh, field staff that that do come in to help um, as as it gets busy into the Pesach season. Um, and yes, uh, I do not have a clone, so so we do have to uh, to make sure that that it's being done in a proper and a competent way without compromising the consciousness in any 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 way. So, so that uh, means that Rabbi Gilden, that means that in Pesach you need more what you call mashkiach tamidi, even though you're in the plant the whole time. But you mean mean really there at the production to make sure that everything goes well. Uh, but but. What during the rest of the year? How do you monitor that things are going well? I mean, I assume you're there for some sensitive things. I think there was something with grape juice in it, or some grape uh, a, a grape spill, or what? what, what grape pour. At any times that they do a that they use grape, yeah. Uh, since since there are compatible ingredients in the plant, if we do have a non-kosher and kosher grape juice, or any time you do have compatible ingredients, an extra sensitive ingredients. Uh, and this, in in our plant itself, there are a number of, as, as you know, in a flavor plant, there are a number of sensitive ingredients that are constantly need checking: triacetin, triglycerides, you know, glycerin, etc., ethyl alcohol, polysorbate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The list goes on. Um, yes. Um, so we, as you, uh, we do have to be, be there present present for those those pores, and uh, I do follow up also to make sure that. Um, that nothing was being used. I can see actually from my screen when everything is being added, etc. So there's a lot that can be done, even physically from my office. Even if I'm not on the floor, I can actually track everything that's going on. So, but in other words, I mean, you there. But at the one time in the factory, there must be 
five or ten to fifteen things going on at once. Yes, so, uh, a couple of things. Yeah, there are a number of things going on once, but not everything is as complex. Some are, are just basically standard cat liquid compounding pores, which are which are pretty pretty relatively easy to control and to monitor. So there's not that many high, you know, as I said, most the plants that I that I deal with is mostly 90, maybe I would say 92, 93% kosher. So it makes it much easier. Uh, in a work standpoint and in a mon- mon- monitoring standpoint for what I have to do on a daily basis. But uh, uh, the the setup of the actual productions, is that something that you uh, decide or they decide and you, or, you, or you veto it if you can't be there? I mean, how, how does it work out that you are really going to be available for all the pores and they shouldn't be at the same right. time? Okay, so that that is scheduled, meaning they they check my availability to make sure. Uh, since the formula, as you know, which is interesting, a formula can be, which is fascinating. I just I just coded a formula maybe an hour or two ago. It had 91 ingredients in a peach flavor. People think of a flavor. What's in a flavor? Uh, you know, but it was 91 ingredients, and even in that, they were intermediate. So you're talking about close to 200 ingredients in one formula to review. Wow. Um, so, yes. So you, all these are scheduled, and um, they, they, they don't necessarily need me right away. There is, there's enough, there's, a, there's, there's lead time involved. They, they can call me, they're going to need me in an hour. And I, so I'm able to schedule it accordingly and, and work it out with the other uh, as I said, we have different buildings work it out that it does that, that there's no conflict. So it does it does work out. And when it gets busy, like uh, especially Pesach, most of the year it's, it's not as busy. Then we do have extra help. How how long is your Pesach run? Pesach run. Oh, when does it start? June. It starts it in June. Starts, actually, uh, we start preparing for Pesach in June. We start preparing for Pesach. All the ingredients because a lot it a lot goes by. The crop, uh, you're talking about lemon, lime, you have to, the, and, and, and the crush. So you have to know, you, that has to be manufactured ahead of time, and they have to, that has to be scheduled. So by Rosh Hashanah time or so, it has to be ready. We have to have our oil, at, the order has to be in already. And we finish uh, around January. We finish December, January, all, for all our customers. Um, Pesach, but it is quite complex, and there's a lot of scheduling, and it's um, and it changes from year to year. Availability of certain of certain raw materials um, and um, up- approvals. It's it's become a little bit uh, more difficult, uh, but Baruch Hashem, we've managed to get through it. Do they introduce new equipment in the course of the years that you've been there? Um, usually they replace equipment. It's not, I mean, they put in uh, something recent, which is a few years ago, which was, it's Roxanne, which is called a Robitol, Roxanne, which, which is automatic. It's like a computer, a robot that does, that you don't need, um, it does uh, pours to be done manually. It's done automatically. It senses, it reads, it reads the barcode. And it, it, it's, it's something that's, that's made in Europe. I understand a lot of facilities, a number of facilities have this right now. And it does the pours by itself. It does. So there you have, talking about over 200 containers of different chemicals and flavors that, that goes in that, and, and the pours are done automatically. Oh, wow. So that's a new piece of equipment, a highly sensitive piece of equipment. And yet, and they've, they've replaced outdated equipment and very modern. Uh, modernized equipment and updated with modernized equipment in the plant. The industry itself is changing, though. The, aren't there new methodologies or new techniques or new ingredients? There are. There are. The, the industry is constantly changing. Um, there are different ways and different pro- processes that uh, 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 that that, ha- that are being employed right now that have never been done in, in the past. Um, and um, yes, it, it's, it's something that we really have to keep up with and be re- really on top of what's going on. The technical, uh, 
technical issues that are involved in manufacturing a product, etc. So where do you go for the for the technical knowledge? I mean, is there somebody maybe in the KFK or yes, is somebody... there is someone in the KFK. I just want to acknowledge Rabbi Pintus Dervo. Oh, sure. Um, who takes care of all Jividan worldwide? Who's extremely knowledgeable and who's extremely helpful. And one thing about the KFK is, which I do appreciate and which I try to follow. Uh, is is that this this instant uh, people get back to you right away, and we're able to uh, communicate and pass that on to the the, the customer. So and to try to make the customer happy. I, I want to go to one word that you mentioned before. <laughs> I can't keep up with you. It's a little too fast for me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying because uh, I have I have a lot of ideas and I I, I got to follow along your, your flow. Uh-huh. You mentioned the coding, and I want you to just explain to people what this coding is because that's a very crucial part of the of the game. I think that they they'd like to know what that meant. You mentioned the word you coded things. Maybe you'll tell them what that means. Right. When, uh, regarding formulas, where, uh, formulas I can have up to. I review formulas in basically throughout Dividend uh, United States, uh, and it comes to my desk. It has to be go. That's one of the processes. It's um, it's called linearization. Um, one step of the process. The number of people are involved, uh, regulatory, etc. So I have to sign off on any any formula, and I have to review any formula. And before a formula gets into a system, it has to go through, and I have to code it. Each. Uh, coded or else it can't even go into the Jividan system. It can make it, it won't come to the floor. So they rely on me uh, to code it properly. Um, coding meaning I have to look at a formula and decide by looking at the formula, like I said, there could be a few hundred ingredients. And we do have a system in place that makes it easier because every raw material, every component in this in the facility is coded a certain way. So I have to determine by looking at the formula if it's a Kashapara formula, um, if it's dairy, if it's uh, if it's uh, it might be a meat formula. We don't do this on this site, but they, we do have a site that has a meat formula, kasha meat, um, etc. If it's approved for Pesach, if it's not approved for Pesach, so there's a lot to go to go through just on the formula side itself. So it, generally, I do have like 50 to 100 formulas to review a day. Um, it gets easier, I guess, after a while. <laughs> well, really, the, what in the world is what is the what is the meat used for? Um, they they do have some type of savory type of soup items, uh-huh. etc. That they manufacture at a di- one in one of our different facilities. That wow, that's a, that. that's interesting. Yeah. Then yeah, it goes into that business so, line. But um, so I heard somebody say. And this, I don't, I don't, I'm not asking you <laughs> the Paskin. And, and it's just that, you know, we hear so much and, and I'm talking to you now. Let me at least ask you from your point of view what the story is. You know, there's, there are issues, for example, uh, toothpaste, uh, medicines, uh, uh, you know, mouthwash, these kind of questions that come up, which, you know, there may be many other factors. Well, it's not a food and ingested and not tend to ingest and the medicines and necessity. Well, you know, we, we, sometimes we, we ask these questions and people, I have heard that they say, uh, or like, so, and then one of the classic questions is these people, for example, have to take a test. And then the, the doctor giving a test and you have to drink a liquid and they don't know what it is. And, uh, the statement that I heard is, uh, that most Flavors, and I heard it also told said as peppermint flavor uh, is is very unlikely that to be not kosher, and that that if you're in a pinch, if you can't help it, you you know you could rely on that as a as a rule of thumb. I'm not talking about foods now. I advise everybody to get food with hashkacha, but we're talking about the the other areas that are a little more difficult to to preserve kashrus a hundred percent. Is that a, f- a fair statement? I mean, even though you you see all this stuff coming across your desk, you've we seen those formulas. Yes, we do hashkacha for actually. We do have a, a flavor that goes into tobacco. We have flavors that go into mouthwash, into toothpaste, etc. 
Um, most of uh, the ones that I deal with um, are generally kosher and generally, generally pyro. But it could be that, they, as you know, in the industry, there's a limited amount of non-kosher ingredients that do make its way for colorant. You have castorium, civet, cochineal, and stuff, and bergris. It's a very small amount, I would say, of non-kosher ingredients in the, in, in, in the, in, in the flavor company. Very and, small. And, and, and that may be only for, for coloring, you're saying? I uh, no, they they uh, could a lot. Well, like, let's say yeah, cochineal extra carmine is for coloring. Uh, civet, I guess, would be a yellow core, uh, castorium. It's depending. They they can use in mushroom f- flavors. Different some of these. So uh, some of them are colorants, and some of them are are are, are for flavor uh, use in flavoring. Also, not only is a colorant, so, but, yeah, it, but in but in a in, a in a finished product, would that be? Definitely bottle. I mean, not talking now. I don't mean the taste is there. I mean, we know the taste is going to be there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing the whole thing. But we're talking about uh, the number sixty. Even if we're not going to be, even if we're not going to say that that's enough. Even if we're worried because of the middle time, if you little the bottle, what the different factors that right, correct, are involved in this. Um, they they are put in the the, the I, I'm just saying from my plant alone the the, the extracts and the and are put in a very, very parts per million, very small amount, and the ones that I deal with are definitely bustled. Uh-huh. Okay, so in other words, in, in, a person could, uh, Rove certainly could utilize this in, in, in considering how to deal with the question. I would say it could be in consideration. It's not total. you know what I'm saying? I can't, there are other factors involved, but definitely to use it in consideration. Right. Very good. Excellent. Uh, so I, 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 I'd like to hear from you a story. I, there's one story that I, I did enjoy very much and I, I tried to include it also. Maybe you'll tell us a story about that, uh, uh, the thousand gallon, uh, piece of equipment and what happened with that. Oh, the one that, that you're going to, that you plan to include? Yeah. I would actually, this is with, uh, we, I was, uh, cashering an, an extractor in one of our buildings. And um, it takes uh, takes several hours. As a matter of fact, I have an extractor in that same building right now that they just called me right before we started that they didn't reach 212 and they're going to have to start again tomorrow. Now it's boiling all day. So, but uh, I was happy in a way because this way at least I'd be able to do the interview without <laughs> compromise. <laughs> so, so um, yes, we were we were boiling it up and um, everything was set to go. And I said, uh, of course, the equipment was inspected. It was a 24-hour downtime. And I said, call me when it reaches. Obviously, I'm not going to stand there six, seven hours. Hashkoch Tamid is uh, uh, waiting for it to boil. So, so I said, call me when it reaches the boiling. We'll check, we'll check, check the grips, et cetera. We'll check that it's actually also look to see that it's actually had to a rolling boil. And when I came and, and, and sure enough, it was. It did reach boiling, and they emptied it. And, and everything was set to go. And all of a sudden, I realized that, um, that they, there was a mesh screen, screen that they, it was, what they do is this is a cinnamon, uh, like, a, like a cinnamon bark. And they have to catch it. They don't want the cinnamon to wind up in the oil. They, they use like a, a mesh type of uh, screen. And, 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 it was, and it was in there. It was, covering, it was covering the metal. It was covering a good, good part. It was on the bottom. And they said, Rabbi, I wanted to get a head start on the next production. This way you don't have to do it afterwards. Everything's ready to go. I said, you know, not, you didn't get too much of a head start. You just cost us seven hours of boiling it up again. And I explained to them the coaching rules. A lot of times I need to do, go over the rules uh, with them as far as they always mix up 24 hours. They, they think you really need 24 hours after, after you coach your eyes. So it's very important. I always try to have a plan, especially for Pesach. I meet with the uh, with with the compounders and and say, how are we going to do this? Um, how are we going? Let's make sure because there's a lot of pr- pressure from the the the, be- the, uh, the industry and the beverage industry to get out of products on time and not to have a late. So the w- the best way to prepare for it is for me to be involved with them. How are we going to do it? Do we have everything? that we need to do the job and do we have everything we need to pack out the job properly in order for them not to create, in order not to create that delay in getting out the product. I want to, this is very interesting. I want, I want to ask you, Rabbi Gilden, Mm -hmm. when you, you're 18 years in this facility 
And of course, right now we're talking and you're conversant on anything. I, I would pick up any question. You could zap it out the answer one, two, three. But 18 years ago and 16 years ago, how did a young man go from from being uh, involved with the butcher stores and and a VOD, a local vod to, to walking into this plant how did you what what how did you get from a to b i mean you're now at a higher number you know higher letters you were, were much more advanced now 18 years later but how did you get it how did you get into it how did you work Give me a little bit of a background about what happened, and maybe there's an interesting story or two, or some people who helped you. And let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, Baruch Hashem, um, I, 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 I was involved in many different when I, when I lived in Buffalo in Western New York. As you know, in Western New York is is a, is a major dairy industry. So I did a number of I, I they, they contracted. I took care of the Vada Buffalo, um, and um, and they, they can't be OU in the. Uh, and 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 the Cuff K, um, we we did a lot of a number of the accounts. I visited a number of the facilities in the dairy industry, etc. So I got a lot of experience in the outside industry. I never got any experience in flavors and chemicals. I was always interested in doing something like that. I was always fascinated with whatever I would read about a flavor, about the beverages, what goes into it, um, etc. And um, and. Uh, you know, maybe one day I'll be Zoka to uh, to walk into a flavor facility. Sure enough, I, I initially when I came to the Cuff K, I was doing a lot of uh, many, many different inspections in the tri-state area in Canada. And it, and it, it, one day, I, you know, uh, uh, Rabbi Chaim Cohen, who was who also needed work, he needed that extra hashgacha that we were talking about for Pesach, and he needed he needed help. And uh, so he, 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 I was, I was brought in as a replacement to, uh, you know, when he, when he took days off or sick days, and I started to learn the system. I really fell in love with the with the flavor and chemical industry. It's just so interesting and fascinating. I mean, I, I, I love visiting bread bakeries and other things, but there's so much involved. There's so much knowledge. I'm here over 18 years. And I'm still learning from day to day. I'm learning something new. As you said, there's there's so much that goes on. There's so much to keep up with, and and I, I enjoy that. Um, I, I I don't want to say enjoy pressure, but I enjoy there's so much going on at the same time that I like to I, I like to be involved with with it. I really I really enjoy it. So that came about, and when the opportunity came, and I was asked if I'd like to uh, take care of the facility, and I again I I did have some experience in other flavor companies from the cupcake I would visit when I. When I was in the office, I would, I, would, I would visit other companies and I would get a, experience in the New Jersey area and to the company. So it gave me that, um, uh, it gave me some knowledge of what was going on. I, I, uh, and um, I learned a lot from Rabbi Arbach. I learned a lot from Rabbi Zisha Blaff in the industry. And um, when the opportunity arose, I was, I was thrilled. Um, again, it's not easy. I work amongst um, I'm, I'm, I'm the only from person on site, and I, I do view my, view my job as uh, constantly trying to make a kiddush Hashem and um, and an ambassador for the for the for the from world how a Torah is supposed to behave in the in the workplace, and um, and I try to develop a relationship. I want people to speak well, as all the scandals you hear every day. I do want people to speak well when they say, "Hey, that's not my rabbi," or you know. So it's it falls upon me that sense of responsibility which I take seriously. I I'd like to hear, hear a little bit more about that uh, the relationship with the with the different people you work with. I mean, in this plant, the three buildings or four buildings that are there, how many people are working totally? Hundreds. There are I would say like 150. People. 150 people. So you even if you don't interact with all of them on a daily basis, but you interact with a lot of people, the plant manager and the, and all the staff and the different divisions and the you know you have to it's a, it's an amazing number of people that you have to deal with. How how do you do it and do that kiddush Hashem? What what is tell us the technique? Yelamdeinu well, Rabbeinu. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a technique. I think having mekabelis kol adam b'seiver panim yafas. The person has to has to go whether it's I, I always 
I would think about that that story. I know with Rabbi Chil, Rabbi Chil Spiro or Rabbi Pesel Krohn. I'm sure you remember it uh, with the guardhouse. You know, he used, to, he used to say hello, he used to smile and say when he, he used to greet the guards. Right. And one day he was, the guard realized that he, that the mashkif was missing and it turned out that he was locked in the freezer. Right. I don't want to be the next person to be locked in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's. that's, that's uh, I think I think you have more in, intention, better intentions than that. <laughs> and I I think the the proper as far as speaking a kiddush Hashem, uh, you know, certain things need to be. Uh, you know, you don't want people to waste time. Um, and and uh, like I I try to make sure if I if I tell people that I'm going to I'll be up in five. When are you, Rabbi? When are you going to be there? Five minutes. They don't say it's a Jewish time. <laughs> I, you know, so I try to to keep to my words, uh, and 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 so this way they're not twiddling their thumbs and they have what to do, and uh, just um, I'm fr- friendly to people, and that friendliness has really paid paid off over the years. Not that I do it on purpose, but they would a lot of you know, especially in the like say in the wash department, I ha- I've had people that came over to me said, Rabbi, said the water's a little bit low. Yeah, I know you're trying to clean the equipment, you're doing a CIP. You know, you do want me? Do you want me to call maintenance? Now, this wasn't coming from me. This was calling just because I have that. I, I try to have that relationship with everywhere, whether it be a material handle, handler, a compounder, um, and and director of operations. I try to have a a cordial and a friendly relationship and a good working relationship. And I, I want my listeners to understand that what Gildan just told you is what makes a good mashgiach wherever he's working, whether it's in a uh, the restaurant or a catering facility, a food service area, or something like a specialty facility like he's working in, it's that relationship with the with the workers, many of them who are not Jewish, and, and, and just get that little extra smile, a little extra plus, that, that little concern for them, understanding it, uh, caring about, you know, thank you for helping, the little things like that, it means so much. It, 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 uh, one person told me, one mashkiach in a, in a restaurant, that he, you know, how, how he honors everybody, including the people who wash the dishes. And he makes them feel that that dishwashing is important for Kashrish, which it is. <laughs> if he spots a dairy thing and, he, and he's doing flashes, he's going to have to run over to the rabbi. Same way you're expecting them to run over, rabbi, what about this, what about that? Because nobody, even if it wasn't this big facility like yours, Rabbi Gildan, nobody could actually do Kashrish if, the, uh, if, the, if the, the staff is opposed to him. Because it doesn't take much for them to compromise behind your back, I mean, no matter what, what, no matter what things you have in in place, yeah, maybe the screen doesn't, maybe you can't cheat if the screen is there. But there's still a lot of things that could happen if that they find out about it that they realize. Because in the screen, you can't tell how hot the water is. Anyway, you can tell me with a something that, that shows the temperature. But there are other things that they they can fool you with. Anyway, I wanted to ask you. Uh, sure. It says here, if I'm reading from Rabbi Center, Rabbi Zechariah Center, who was the CEO of of Kuf K, and uh, just reading a few lines over here, he's talked about how you have this relationship with the staff that goes sometimes beyond the kashras, where they seek advice from you on other matters, but that's personal or other things, and they sort of figure that you're going to be the man to have the answers. Is that really a common thing, or is there a story you can share with us about it? Um, I've had people when I, on my way into to my office uh, from my car who've asked me, Rabbi, you know, my 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 wife uh, is has has cancer. Is that something that can you put in a prayer for her? Uh, so do people do recognize that in time of need, etc. Uh, and um, it, it, it's it's something that people have asked advice on, on on different areas that they in their life that they're going through relationships that they're going through, uh, but I consider it a privilege to try to behave. Especially, I do have one Jewish person in the company, in particular, who asked me questions on on uh, on, uh, on on other ide- on uh, other matters, and when especially regarding, he always wishes me a good Shabbos and a good holiday. So I do try to have an influence on him as well and um i 
Let's see what else can I think of. No, that, that's it's, it's very important. You know, it's not the the the, the just had a, a story is written in Army magazine about uh, about Kirov and Kashrus, including some of the Kafkai people also that was involved. When we come in contact with those other people, we don't know where it's going to lead. And we don't know how many years it's going to take until it leads anywhere. But but definitely, we are all of these ambassadors to for the for what Yiddishkeit is all about. Because a lot of times, these people never saw an Orthodox Jew, and they they really don't know. And sometimes, what's really interesting is that it could be a non-Jewish person who sees something positive in you, and then turns around to somebody who's Jewish and says. Why aren't you like that, Rabbi? They can they can affect a change in a Jewish person. I've seen this many, many times, and obviously we can't know what we accomplish, Rabbi Gild. And we we we're in this world to do, but we're not necessarily in this world to to, to take credit for all that we do. So yeah, it's it it if you do it and you're doing it right and doing it with the monus and and it gets somewhere, we just don't know where it's going to get, but it definitely has an impact. Uh, let me ask you also. Uh, they talk about your coming down at, uh, at inconvenient times and being available. I saw the I saw your schedule, and you're there basically from uh, nine till six thirty or seven. <laughs> Tonight it's going to be seven, uh, and uh, and and you and you were uh, you you have to come back sometime in the middle, in the night to see what's going on. I don't know exactly what that's for. Are, I, are there productions in the middle of the night? Yes, we do spot inspection since uh, this in the facility. They they do work uh, in in our facility. We do work around the clock. Uh, but weekends usually is very limited uh, work, but during the week, so we do spot inspections, unannounced inspections, in the middle of the night. And not only over here, I do have other productions in, 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 in also in, in in other companies that we uh, do spot inspections and go in in the middle uh, in the middle of the night just make sure that uh, things are being done properly. We don't rely that, uh, hey, we'll just check in the morning and make sure everything is okay. So we, um, we do take it seriously. Uh, not, not only would, it's not a nine-to-five job, it's a job that's uh, around the clock. And do come up uh, in late hours in the night, I, and, and we try, I try to deal with it. And one thing that I, I, I shouldn't say pride myself with, but I really learned this from the Cuff K., from, from my boss, Rabbi Rosenbaum, is to try to get back to people because I know how it is when I send out an email to someone or I make a call and there's no response. You can wait days. So I try to get back. Even if I don't have an answer right away, I try to, to get back to people right away and let it, letting them know. And, um, and that's one of my mission statements that I, tried, that I developed a couple of years ago that I have always hanging in front of me and I try to read even a couple of times a day. It, I, I think it. I think it is important for people to, to to know this, and that's why I think people are happy with the Kafkan. I think they're happy with the with the service that that we do at Jivanon. Is I I have on in my desk. It's in the Jivanon. We Kafkan represents pride ourselves on our rapid responsiveness to our clients, as well as with our quick turnaround time on all kosher related matters. Uh, again, not not always is the answer a a, a, a yes. A lot of times it's a no, but at least people know that we're responsive. We're, 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 we care about them. And we, you know, I think, I think that people, people do appreciate that. One of the things that you described to me, and I, I, I think we mentioned it a little bit already, but not directly, uh, mm-hmm. is that sometimes you're caught in the middle. Uh, it, it seems to be that you're, you're like the sandwich generation. You're caught in the middle here. On the one hand, you have to satisfy the K responsibilities. You have to if a, if a hashkocha is giving uh, is buying the product from you, you and you have to and they have certain requirements you have to meet all those requirements but then you have the uh, the, the the plant uh, personnel they have their limitations and you have the pressures on the outside sometimes to get a product out fast um, so 
when when you have these pressures, of course, it's, I'm not I'm not talking the psychological aspect. That my, my brother could ask you more, but but what <laughs> but what, what how how do you handle it? I mean, is that something you can cry uncle to the plant manager? Is there somebody to go to? I mean, what or you just tell the fellow, you know, we're doing our best. How do you get out of that situation being caught smack in the middle? First of all, I take three deep breaths. That's the first thing. <laughs> No, I don't shrink. <laughs> but, and, but how do I get out of it is a good question. I think, I think people, people realize that if we're going beyond and we're making things easy for them to try to get out a product and always available to – I set up systems, especially now we're talking about Pesach. We have a lot of Pesach here. A lot, sometimes before I leave, I set up closed systems so they can run through the night without having to have a mashgiach and without having to, someone to come in and pay extra money, etc. I, I work with them. They realize that I'm working with them and that, that, that and, and by, but if, when they realize that, uh, first of all, they let off and, 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 and I, I think they feel like they have a partner. So I, I don't feel that, 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 that pressure, even though there is a pressure. And the company is waiting, especially I know this this coming week, there's a major, major uh, production that's going to take place in Europe of beverages for Pesach. And we did have to get out a flavor, a flavor that's a component that's going into this beverage. And interestingly enough, it took, uh, we were waiting to get the right spec, to get the right that it should smell right, that it's because you have sensory, you have analytical, you have the lab that's evaluating, it, that it shouldn't be too harsh, it shouldn't have the right note, it should be, and we're waiting already three weeks, and the, the customer's waiting new, he says, they'll have to bring them at Mashkiach back again from, 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 from Israel, he said, we, we, have to, we need it, we need it already, we needed it yesterday, that's usually what sales, you know, people do need it yesterday. So, uh, so it's it's something that we work with, and we try to satisfy the category. and with a lot of siyata d'shmaya. Usually, things work out uh, at the end. A lot of it's siyata d'shmaya. A number of times before I was coming, speaking about just a little off the topic, siyata d'shmaya is, is is everything. I've I've been in companies, you know, whether when I was working in Buffalo and in Cleveland. And then Vatikashvist, when you come into company and all of a sudden you're, you're met with a new shipment of butter, which is unacceptable, which, which was, which just happened to arrive then, hopefully. No, but most of it, but it, a lot of it is, is Yatish by being at the right place at the right time. And that, and that, you know, that's, that's part of it. And I ask Hashem every day for Yatish to do my work properly. And especially when I'm coding so many formulas a day, like I said, I, it's easy to make a mistake to code something theory that's para para theory. So I constantly double check myself, and and you need a lot of siyata d'shmaya in this business. Well, let me ask you uh, uh, some other questions that that tie into us as consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, people listening to the show, they say, you know, they remember the old days when people used to read ingredients. Oh. It, it it is it, your this is your this is your life. Can you just tell us in a nutshell how that doesn't really apply today? Absolutely. Okay. Just in a nutshell, because it's a topic by itself. But um, I, well, I, you know, being in the industry, I'm constantly getting this, these questions. Is it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it really dairy? Is it not dairy? Is it dairy equipment? How come they don't list VE, et cetera, et cetera? You know, this is a, on a daily basis. First of all, a lot of people just know the basic ingredients and don't know what, uh, you know, if, if they see cochineal extract, they see civet, or if they see started distillate, butter rest, butter they might know, but they, uh, half the, a number, there's so many ingredients, there's, in, there's, there's 3,000 grass, uh, generally recognized as, uh, as safe chemicals and the flavors that go in. When, when they write on a, on a, on, let's say, candy bar or wands with other natural flavors, that's all they're writing. You're talking about there's so many things that are not listed that you don't see. You're just getting just the, cover, the sugar and the basics that people read, and they think they understand the ingredients, and they make a decision that it's part of it's very based on what they see. 
But there's so many things, there's so many ways. I was just going, going through this the other day. There's so, I have something called butyric acid, which is it, it basically used. It's a butter flavor, but sometimes it could be dairy. Sometimes it could be pyrus, depending on the source. So propionic acid, other stuff, it could come from wood pulp or it can come from dairy also. So there are a lot of things that you have to know and you have to understand about um, you know, uh, about, uh, about, about ingredients, about what you're reading and, and you know, and people just, just assume that it's just a couple of ingredients, what was consent left, but there could be a lot. There's so many sensitive ingredients that can go into this, to a product um, that a person really has to be nizzer in, 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 and, and really ask and not, not just assume and buy things with that ashkaf that it's probably good. You're very helpful with that a little bit of information. I, I want to ask another question. Mm-hmm. The, uh, w- when you talk about uh, you know the, the, the different cashless agencies that you work with across the world, some mm-hmm. of them I know, and I, I could figure out some of them also, uh, mm-hmm. but not all cashless agencies are the same. Now we're not talking about if I want to add on a little chumrah this way, a little chumrah that way. I want to, uh, I want this, I want that. You know, I, we're talking about that's, little, that's add-on stuff. But do you come across? I mean, I'm not going to ask you for names, but do you come across in your work with these different agencies that sometimes they have to be led and they and they're not always on, up on exactly what you know. Um. I do work with several agencies that are really on top of, uh, of things and uh, really on top of the game. Uh, but there, I would say there are certain times that Mitzias comes into that they don't really understand the Mitzias of how, how something is made, how something is made, how a certain, how if something is processed, if it's with heat or if it's not with heat, and they automatically presume that it's an issue and not accept it. And they have to be, understand how it's, how something is processed. Yes. And things change the way they process. So you're sure. talking even the high-end people who have Absolutely. very strict standards. They they always they're not always familiar with with the reality. Because not they, always because right. they're not they're not doing that kind of work themselves. They're they're contracting it out to you, and they, and therefore they have to piggyback on your knowledge. Right, but I make them knowledgeable. I mean, you know, especially when it comes to to Pesach, which I've been dealing with for many years. I, 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 I do know the Matias and a lot of the a lot of the oils and the citrus products that we we are taking in and how they process. So it, it I think it comes across to them and I think they do respect it and and they do value my opinion when 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 it, when it comes to manufacturing a product for them. But you didn't run across the other type that I was really leading up to, the people who are substandard. Because I mean, I deal in kashrus. I deal with one thousand three hundred and ninety-six kashrus agencies across the world, the entire gamut. And uh, I'm not going to give you the numbers, but there's some people who who don't really who shouldn't be in this game, and then and they're not they're not knowledgeable or you know, and sometimes they're not even committed enough to to uh, to guarantee kashrus for the people that they're that that they're servicing. So I mean, but you have never run across such people probably because they they don't talk to you. Why would they have to talk to you? They just assume it's kosher, right? Um, correct, to a certain degree. Correct. Yes, I agree with that. So you didn't really run into them. We do run across them, and uh, and we and 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 it's and it's a very unfortunate thing. I I I had a woman on today, and uh, I think she may even be listening to the show right now. And I and she has some food that came. I think I think I know where she got the food from, and uh, not the company, but the, how she got the food. And uh, it, it, there's a compromise. Uh, she feels a compromise in the in the cashless, and she's trying to deal with it. And a lot of times, uh, the people that who do giving them hashkocha uh, are not doing a full job, and uh, that's a very very big problem. People get something for free. Some people get something that uh, you know what's available. I think one of the classic examples that I always run into is where my doctor gave me prescription for uh, for this particular uh, 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 vitamins to take, you know, needle and natal vitamins, and, and uh, I, I get it free. So, <laughs> I, so I have to be able to discuss whether it's kosher or not because they're getting it free. 
That's one of the things that I run into. Anyway, let's go back to, to your world over here. Okay. Um, the, the 50 or 100 uh, formulas that come by every day, these are the same ones or these are new ones or what? Or you have to you are they, you you do get new stuff every day. We you so- do get new formulas. They they the world as 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 you know they could be they, they could be ten thousand new formulas or so that 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 the industry uh, puts out during the year. I hope and most of nine thousand of them or eight nine thousand dollars nine thousand of the formulas will fail and one thousand will actually make it. The flavors they're constantly trying to come up with new ways and try to, uh, and, and put the ingredients a different way. So we could have a vanilla flavor in my on my list. Uh, you could have like ten of them, just with some minor substitutions to change it a little bit. Uh, so just to see how, and then they test it. There's a whole flavor panel that tests it to see how how it, how it is. Now you also you mentioned about the when when the non-Jewish people you have to help them like train them for Pesach and get them psyched up for what, what kosher is all about and mm-hmm. and and they have to do. Uh, but you also probably are training new mashkichim that come into the game because just like you did many years ago, when you were uh, somebody who was helping uh, in the industry at the, the very beginning. So do you get these new people now? Tell us a little bit about. Uh, maybe the expectations of a mashkiach, limitations, what you do, how to explain to them, what they find hard. Give us a little idea of what it's like a new a newbie in the game of kashvas. Um, well, well, I do I, I do enjoy actually training new mashkiachim. As you know, our computer systems are quite complex, and, and 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 it takes a number of days, if not weeks, to be able to just understand the basics of it. Uh, so I. Um, I do. I I I enjoy showing Mashkichim how we how we track things in so many different ways to look at to, to look at a formula, and and to see and to see how things work, and also to show them the processes in different buildings. And I think they, a lot of them. For, first of all, I find it uh, helpful to have people that are that come into the facility when I'm when I'm unavailable. So there's not. It's always it's, it's not good when a person has the turf. That they feel, oh, I'm I'm Rabbi Jividan, and no one else can come in, and etc. I feel that the, it's always good to have an extra set of eyes. And so Rabbi Jervel, I was mentioning before, is, is in here often. Have other other rabbis around that that come in to stuff. So there are extra set of eyes, and a lot of them, even even though, like you said, newbies, new mashkichim, they do they do point out certain things which. I do take, and we, I, if, if it's something to be implemented, again, I try to learn new ways and, and, and add to it to the kashas, to make the kashas even better. I think the kashas is good, and try to make it better, Bar Hashem. And yeah, I do think they find it too much, at what, meaning you can't just throw on everything at once. Like I'm speaking right now, you're talking about years and years of being in a kashas, a flavor facility. But as you knew, you have to introduce slowly to people and learn once they learn, you know, and and, and go slow with people and try to under, try try to make sure that they understand how basically how a system works and how 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 we're trying to maintain the kashrus, uh in, in in the facility. And I do introduce them to the people, the key people, the lead people in here, and um, so they should know that a lot of times that you know. You know, sometimes you, a new person comes, joins the company, and uh, and and they won't bring them necessarily around to all the offices. So I try to, if someone's coming in and someone's new, I try to introduce them to the plant manager, etc. It's uh, a matter of respect. We we're talking about a newbie or somebody going into the cautious field. They ask you. I mean, listen, you're not the old man yet, but you, but you but you but you've been there for 18 years. You can't call yourself a spring chicken. You must be over 21. So, a little bit. So so you how do you what what do you tell this young man who's coming in uh, about the field? What would you advise him? Uh, you know, you went through it already. You you went. Different routes. You were in the. You were actually with the top. You were a kashas administrator or as a coordinator, and then you became a mashkiach. Of course, it's a very sophisticated mashkiach job, but it, it's, but you're on the plane. You have to be there. You're tied down, and you just can't just pick up and and run away. So you know, and you don't, and you're not making the big bucks of the people who who own the hashgachas. So <laughs> so what, what how. 
how do you, what do you tell a young man who wants to go into the field of kashmas today? What would be the first thing you would tell him? I, I first of all, I, I, want, I, I would emphasize how rewarding the field is, what you're doing for the cloud. And it, it is a lot for the cloud. In, let's say in my plant itself, I would say a good percentage uh, of your listening audience either drinks or eats the flavors that come out of this facility. So but we'll never know because you can't give away the se- secrets I of who, you, who your I customers can, can, are. Obviously, you know, right, right. But just, just the fact is you're affecting the rabbin. You're, you're a cloud You're affecting the rabbin. You have a responsibility. It's an awesome responsibility. You have to make sure things that are coming out are kosher, and, and it's an awesome responsibility, and, and, it's, and to be up to the challenge and to really understand what you're doing. Whether the, the ingredients, the processing of ingredients, you have, it's, it's not just, uh, you know, mistama is good. It's, it's something that you have to be really airless and have that integrity. And the same integrity and honesty that, the, that, that I have, have that, that, that's in my organization, in the Kaf K. It's that same airless kite that I try to give over uh, to, 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 to the people that I work with. And um, I've, I've, I've had that in a number of things. A mashkiach really has to just, he can't use the same, mistama, it's good. I mean, mistama, it's good. I had recently, I had two weeks ago, I had, some, I had the, uh, an ethanol from Pesach, an alcohol that we use. It's a diluent. It's used, it's used in formulas, and, 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 and it came in. And it didn't come in according to the spec. It came in and said kosher for Pesach. But it was supposed to come in with the rabbi stamp on it. So it's something that they needed, and they needed yesterday, and they couldn't wait any longer. But, yeah, and you can say, Mistam is good, but... It's something that has to be verified. It's not something that, uh, and it, it sometimes takes time. It, it's, it's just a matter of know, know who you're working for. It's really, you know, just basically have the rabbinish level in front of you. You can't, you know, you're doing, doing this for the cloud. It, it's, it, it's, if a person eats, as everyone in the audience knows, there's Timtum HaLev involved, eating something that's not kosher. It's a terrible haver. It affects you. It affects your mind. It affects your learning. It affects your daily living. So that's something that an awesome responsibility that helps you stay on track and not um, take things for granted and just go in, oh, you know, I've been here before. I try to look at every day. It's like uh, even though I've been here 18, 20 years, it's a new day. It's a new, a new building. Let's see what's going on. I, that, that's what keeps it fresh. Um, and uh, that's basically it. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think the question about the awesome responsibility you're talking about is is really very crucial. I think that uh, one of the parts that we don't like to talk about in Kashrus is the fact that some mashgichim are intimidated in different ways. And uh, you do have to keep in front of yourself your own integrity. This is what I have to do. And no matter what happens, I'm doing it l'shem shemayim. And it, it, it could blow up in my face, but I have to do it. And, and and the truth is that in most cases, the owner and the, the you know the company or whatever it is will accept what you're doing. In some cases, they won't. But you know, it, that's that's the job. If you're not going to do that, then you're fooling everybody, and which means you're fooling nobody, and you're fooling yourself. And I, I can't even tell you how what it does to the neshama. Uh, obviously, that's the most integrity is absolutely the beginning of the whole thing, and that's the only way you can survive. Um, we've only got another couple of seconds, another couple of minutes left. We want, would you like to tell our listening audience our last uh, idea, thought, or for the mashkichim? I'm just going to remind everybody that if you'd like to get a uh, copy of the article that's about, about the mashkich of the year, we've been talking with Rabbi Yisrael Gildin from the Kuf K, who works at Jividan as the mashkich, and who's right the middle of Pesach right now, so we, if you're interested in the article that we have in Kashrus Magazine, just send me an email at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, and we'll send it over to you as soon as it's ready, which is in a couple of days. Again, uh, Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, just say uh, Mashkiach. Uh, story, and that's going to be enough, and we'll be get it. All right, one yeah, last I, thing, Israel, you want to give us? A, yeah, I would just like to express my karsatay first of all to the Kuf K, to the Sensen family, to the Rosenbaum family. They really stand behind me in every step of the way, 
And like you said, you, you, you say, you know, doesn't much get buckle under pressure. When you have people like that, you have, you have an organization that's running that's serious about what they're doing, and they stand behind you, it's, it, it makes it easier to do your job. So I just want to express my cards, I mean, as well as my to my, to my wife. I mean, like you said, the middle of the night inspection. It's not right. easy for anyone, you know. Right. I, I and 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 so I, I my my wife and. I want to thank you, Rabbi Wickler, and okay. uh, your your Avodas Hakodesh. And as I have on on my desk, I have symbols. I'm constantly using the email addresses of different organizations, and I have that the copy of For the kosher supervision guide. Yes, everyone <laughs> should get the kosher supervision guide. Right. It's, it's an invaluable tool, and and as well as what I like is the Pesach guide. It's I have a wine stained Pesach guide. I love it. <laughs> I can't make it through the seder without it. So it's, I <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I, I want you to tell you quickly the Kuf K over thirty years ago, the Kuf K link I took off their Hashkocha on a certain company, a huge company, and they lost a couple hundred thousand dollars on that. It it was picked up in uh, days by another cautious organization. And they told me uh, that the centers I wore was Rabbi Rosenbaum, who I which I spoke to at that time, they said to me that we asked our Rav, and he said we have to drop Tashkocha, and that's it. The money doesn't matter. That's the Kafke. <laughs> that's Absolutely. who you're working for. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm very appreciative of that. Thanks. Thank you very much, Rabbi Gildan. Absolutely. I don't want to go over time because uh, I don't want to steal from Thank anybody's you, time. Thank you very much, Ben. We're looking forward to speaking to you on other occasions. Call to. Amen. Call to. That's love, huh?